Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Squadron, the podcast devoted to creating and optimizing a healthy and fulfilling life for first responders all around the world. I'm your host, Garrett Tesloff. I'm a sergeant for a sheriff's department in Southern California. And on this show, I talk to experts in a variety of fields looking for those force multipliers that I can apply to my own life. My goal is to make us both happier and healthier so you and I can pursue our challenging careers with energy, clarity, and a commitment to our oath. Our guest today is an elusive man, a very elusive man, someone I've actually had, and I talk, I give him grief when I start uh, the show with him, someone I've tried to have on this show for probably two years, He, uh, for his own good reasons, very excellent reasons, didn't want to come on, wanted to maintain a little bit of his privacy, but I, 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 I carefully coaxed him into uh, getting in front of a microphone, and I'm glad I did because this is a fun conversation today with Wilson, the man behind Police Fitness Nutrition, an Instagram page that is completely blowing up that I am guessing most every one of you follow already if you're on Instagram. Uh, it's, uh, it's, we, we started our Instagram pages, or I started the podcast around the same time he started the Instagram page, and I just watched it take off. Wilson's message is one of positivity. It's one of being a guide and a help and a coach for people, and it's great. It's a great resource, a great resource out there. I use it, uh, and I look forward uh, look forward to his posts every time they're out. So, uh, Wilson uh, is a is a sheriff sergeant, much like me. Uh, however, he's not in Southern California. He's on the opposite coast, out in New Jersey. Uh, and we've exchanged emails and correspondence back and forth for the last two years. Always had good conversations. He's always been very, very supportive of the show. And he's always done his best to spread the word about the show. But I wanted to get him on to talk about his own uh, purpose and why somebody who has kids and a wife and those things, why would he want to go through um, the time and effort of putting out this page that you know kind of puts him out there and, and, the, and the, uh, the courage and vulnerability it takes to be willing to do that. And we bonded a little bit on that. So anyway, here is our, uh, our conversation with Wilson, the founder, creator, the producer, the man behind the Instagram uh, phenom page, Police Fitness Nutrition. All right, my guest today, special guest, a guy who has been harder to get onto this show than I think pretty much everyone else, uh, harder to get than Dave Grossman, harder to get than Tony Blauer, harder to get than Greg Amundsen, a guy who is uh, more, uh, more legend than anything. No, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a hard time because I've been <laughs> recruiting him for literally since this thing started, for, for going on two years, uh, Wilson with Police Fitness Nutrition, one of the most uh, well-followed uh, Instagram uh, and social media sites out there for cops and police fitness. Uh, Wilson, welcome to the show. Garrett, how you doing? Nice to uh, be on, finally. Yes, I, and I am not joking that I think, you know, we started our little projects uh, a, a little uh, your projects is blowing up. Um, we started our project around the same time, in roughly about two years ago. Uh, my, my first episode was two years ago this month. And uh, we reached out and we started chatting over Instagram back and forth. Uh, I loved what you were doing and the inspiring messages you were putting out there. You were giving some props to the show and putting out some of the episode and the content we were doing. And we just developed this nice little back and forth, uh, always supportive of, of each other's efforts um, because we're out there trying to do the same thing. Um, and, but I, but I have, I've been recruiting you since that, since then to come on and, and, and you understandably have been reluctant, uh, not for, I mean, not for the show itself, but we're cops, right? We try to keep everything private we try to keep ourselves yeah. out there, uh, most, I guess, except, uh, you know, but anyway, I'm so excited to have you on, man. I've, I've been looking yeah, no, forward I'm to I'm glad this. to be on. I've always been a fan. I've always loved what you've been trying to do, but, uh, like you said, 
I was just a little more private and kept myself, you know, out of the out of the face of everything. So for people that aren't uh, familiar with your Instagram page, walk them through that real quick and uh, give me, you know, your your give me your current the current status of the page there. Um, so on Instagram, the page is Police Fitness and Nutrition, and its its main focus is just helping guys, you know, give up. Uh, police officers, and anybody else who wants to listen, little tips here and there to help them through their shift, you know, whether it's a snack to eat instead of, you know, soda, chips, whatever. And, um, you know, little tips to help them stay in shape or get in shape if that's what they're trying to do. And uh, Instagram actually took off a lot more than Facebook. Instagram, we're currently sitting around 78,000 supporters and Facebook is around 29. I kind of uh, faded off of Facebook a little bit once I got over to Instagram. What um, what motivated you to do that? I mean, because uh, to get that many followers, as someone who's 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 you know in that same kind of area of of trying to spread a reach, but like what you got a family, you've got uh, a job, you're a sergeant with the sheriff's department in in New Jersey. Uh, you know, what was the motivation there? Um, the story, how it started, isn't as positive as one. It, um, it was back in 2013 and I was on the job and I responded to a call that basically happened in front of my eyes. It was a group fighting in the middle of the street, throwing, uh, cinder blocks from a construction site. They were hitting each other with sticks and I was the only one there. You know, I called my communications. I stepped out and started splitting everybody up. And um, when all was said and done, I was struggling with this one female who was just, you know, refusing to let me restrain her, we could say. And my backup shows up and finally everybody stopped, you know, because I, the reinforcements were there. Mm-hmm. So as I'm looking up, I noticed... A city cop, because I work county, I noticed a city cop, he was extremely out of shape. He looked sloppy. He looked like he should have retired maybe, you know, a year ago. And he was just standing there with his hands in his pocket watching the entire time as I was struggling with, you know, this group of people, you know, until my guy showed up. So that kind of, you know, pissed me off in a way to where I went on the computer and I was looking for different pages and stuff like that regarding police fitness and health and stuff. And I couldn't find anything anywhere um, on Facebook at the time. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to create something. And that's where police fitness came along. But in its first, I'll say three months, it wasn't as positive as it is now. You know, it was a little more negative. It was more like if you're not in shape, get off the job type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was someone I'm not, but it just started growing and people started responding to it. But then in a, in a way I wasn't liking, you know, a lot of more negativity towards the whole thing. So I slowed down and I started getting messages from people saying, Hey, listen, I'm in that boat. I, I need to get myself back in shape. What can you know recommend to me? What can I eat? When I'm on duty, um, do you have any exercises or any workout plans you can help me with? And it evolved from there to where 
I started helping these people, giving them little tips. And I was like, this is where this needs to go. You know, get, a, get rid of all that negative nonsense because it wasn't a good look. It wasn't something that I wanted to be a part of. So once I started helping one person, it just, you know, it multiplied and it kept going. And it's, you know, it's where it is now. It's been a, it's been awesome, man, to watch uh, it explode like that too, and it really is like, I mean, I don't think I can't think of another word except explode because you're hitting a market out there for people who, who need help or want help, but like you say, that that positivity message comes through on your in your, in your posts, and you're constantly uh, showing the results of hard work, the results of good nutrition, and like you say, you're giving out those tips you know, the shift tips as you call them, uh, you know, how to, the importance of drinking water or your vitamins or your supplementation, that sort of stuff. What, um, what has this experience been like though now after two years and you've got these people coming to you and, you know, um, you know, what was your, I guess I want to ask two questions, but I want to okay. <laughs> inform one, but I mean, um, you know, bef- do you have any background in the fitness industry in the sense of, you know, fitness and conditioning. I mean, you, you are very, you're a, you're a strong guy yourself. You're in, you're in shape. You demonstrate that on the page all the time, but these people automatically started to look to you as uh, an authority figure in that. And was there, um, was that intimidating or was that gratifying? Do you think? Uh, I could say it was both because I'm not, you know, a certified personal trainer. I'm not uh, a certified nutritionist, anything like that. I gave all my tips and uh, nutritional, I guess you could say, advice according to what has worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up uh, a fitness buff, you know, from playing sports since I was, you know, a little kid to wrestling to just being around the gym, being around that whole scene and just having a, a love and a passion for fitness. And everything I speak on, whether it's supplements, whether it's training or nutrition, it's all based off what of what I have done and what has worked for me and what I've seen work for other people. You know, I would never talk about something that I haven't tried myself because that's something that is out of my uh, expertise. Yeah. You know? So what has uh, what has this um, experience afforded you? What kind of opportunities has it afforded you now that you are, you know, a couple of years in and you've got this following? What what are the things that you've expanded on more than just producing this this Instagram page? Um, it has helped me reach a lot of interesting people and people who are doing a lot um, better things than I'm doing. You know, they're doing great things out there for their community through health and fitness. You know, they're doing programs with kids. Um, they're interacting. They're doing a lot of community policing. They're running events. And I have met a lot of them you know, through social media and stuff like that. And I'm going to try to help promote them and wish them luck. Me personally, I haven't, you know, I've gotten invited to different events to, to speak, to attend. And that's something I haven't felt comfortable, you know, going into yet, but it's something I'm working on, you know, as we speak, since of course I'm on your show now and it's something I'm going to work on. I really want to expand that way into more events, more fundraising, and take it to that level to where it's actually helping more people and not just, you know, dishing out some tips on the Internet. Was this something that you 
anticipated or you wanted to have happen at the end of this? Or what was your goal when you started the page? Uh, was it just trying to, you know, you talk about the neg- moving from negativity to positivity, but was the initial idea to kind of shame motivate some cops into getting in shape? Or did you have this idea in your head that it was going to be this this big? No, I actually I had no idea what was going to come of it, what I was going to do with it. It was just a, a spontaneous thing I did because I couldn't find anything on the internet at, at that time because it actually started on Facebook in 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had a slow, slow, inc- uh, slow, you know, following or increase in following at the time. And um, I really didn't know where I wanted to go with it. Actually, once I went to Instagram, that's when it blew up and I started seeing that I can help a lot more people. And that's when people started reaching out to me and, um, you know, wanting to get together and collaborate and do stuff together. Yeah. So me personally, I just, I had no idea where I was going to go with it. What, um, what is the way that you, uh, have reached out to these people and vice versa? I mean, you, 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 one of the coolest things I like that you do is you post these, photos of either cops who've had gone through a transformation or like I always like the ones where it's like the cop in full kit uh, or full gun belt doing pull-ups or you know something to keep himself fresh or warm do you have people just sending you oodles of these videos at this point and uh, because they they know that this page is so powerful or do you have to go out there and look for it yeah I I do in the beginning I would um, you know search hashtags and you know, comment on people's stuff and just say, hey, great job, great work, love your transformation. Now, just everything gets sent to the inbox. Um, it's still behind to this day because you have to, like, actually sit there. And I like to read everything and go through everything. And to catch up on it right now is going to take me some time. But uh, it's pretty cool to see that as well. And, I feel, and anyone who's listening, I am sorry if I haven't gotten to you yet, but I will. But like you said, it's it's very busy with work, my family, my home's under construction. So right now, everyone reaches out. Um, and the only thing is, people who really follow the page could see that I don't post, um, you know, bikini pictures or men without shirts and stuff like that. It's just not my style. But I consistently get those in my inbox. And then I have to go through the whole thing of apologizing, but this isn't you know, the direction of the page. And then that's when I'll request if they want to be featured to send me a, a uniform photo of either doing an exercise or eating something healthy. And then I can use that for a post. But I just, I won't post anything unless it's usually in uniform or in the shirts that we used to make or some kind of police insignia. Yeah. It, what is that? Just to keep it away from kind of that clickbaity kind of thing or? Yeah. You know, it, it's just not my style. I don't. I like the pages and uh, some other pages that do that. You know, I don't hold anything against them. It's just not my style, and it wouldn't be respectful either to my wife if I'm sitting there promoting, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote sex on a page. You gotcha. know what I mean? Like that's not the the point of the page. Yeah. No, it's you're, it's clearly not. And so, how do you gain the t- get the time? I mean, you post pretty consistently, several times a day, often. That's got to take a lot of time. How much time do you spend on this uh, in a given week, do you think? Uh, To be honest with you, not much anymore because let's say I have a slow day here. My daughter's napping. I have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I'll write down notes in my phone on, you know, a topic I want to 
talk about or a quick post I want to do, and I'll just have it stored there. So when the time comes that I want to do a post, I usually do max three posts a day, you know, morning, midday, night. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just copy it, paste it, and I'll have an idea what I want to do, you know. So So you you really streamline the process for you. Excuse me? You've streamlined the process. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one of the hardest things I've had with dealing with, like, Instagram is uh, finding the time to be consistent. Because as you know, um, if you're trying to develop followers, consistency is key. And I'll go exactly. days without <laughs> without it because obviously my my focus is more on this audio format here, uh, mm-hmm. and the Instagram serves that purpose of of that. But I mean, you are um, it's been cool to watch this whole organic community come out of your your page. So you know, you you started the page Facebook and Instagram. You're I just checked. You're close to seventy nine. You're probably past seventy nine thousand followers today, and that wraps. I can't wrap my head around the fact that there's even seventy nine thousand cops on Instagram, much less people who are that engaged and wanting to see these sorts of, yeah. you know, cops in uniform doing good things and doing doing good deeds. But I want to go back a little bit and just talk more about your own experience and and what brought you into law enforcement in the first place, and then we'll, we'll kind of go through uh, your experience from there. Sounds good. Um, originally. I did not want to work in law enforcement. Um, before I got on the job, I worked in uh, radio. And I understand, I remember hearing a podcast, you used to work in radio or something back in the day, right? I had, a, I, I, loosely, I had a college radio show, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I used to want to work in radio. And I was working with, um, there's this radio station over here, uh, KTU. It was a club station at the time. And I was loving it. I, I didn't want to leave. I wanted to move up the the ranks there and eventually be their event coordinator, you know, put on the concerts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But my uncle, who was a chief of police at a major city over here, you know, he sat me down. He's like, listen, I'm going to retire this year. Uh, if you want me to, if you want to get in, you got to do it now, you know. And I thought about it. I was like, nah, I don't know if it's for me. You know, I always had respect for the police. It was one of those childhood things like, oh, it would be so cool to be a cop. But it wasn't my main thing. My whole thing was working in the entertainment field. And after a while, this, the station started going through some changes, you know, new management. Everybody was leaving. And I was like, all right, I think it's the time, you know, I'll give this a go. And, uh, you know, I signed up for the test. He put me in a study class with some of his friends, and I ended up doing well and, and getting hired. And how long yeah. have you been on now? I'm in my 10th year now. Okay. And yeah. uh, was so what, were you in, like, would you say you were into a career in the radio, or was this kind of early 20s? What time did you, what, what, how old were you when you got hired? It was early 20s. I got on the, the job at 24. Okay. So yeah. we're still pretty young, and then 10 years in now, and you just about a year ago got promoted to sergeant. Is that right? Yeah, it'll be a year tomorrow. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. You, is your probation Thank a year you. or 18 months? Our probation is 18 months. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Actually, no. Our probation is uh, three months. For sergeant? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Ours is a year, good. so you have to make that year mark. <laughs> That's what I thought at first, but they're like, no, no, we're only three months. So I was like, all right. Right, yeah. If I would have got hired three months earlier, I would have been eligible for the lieutenant set that, that uh, is coming up. Oh wow! So uh, what what assignments have you done? And and you know we don't want to we want to respect the privacy of your family, of course, and and you yourself. So we're not going to talk specifically about your agency, uh, but give us a sense of the kind of area you work in. Is it 
rural, urban, suburban, uh, you know, your population density. That's give us some of that info so we understand where you where you work. Uh, it's basically all of the above. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting county. Um, some of the cities in the county are the most densely populated in the nation. Um, we're in a close proximity to New York City, so that kind of you know comes together with our area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then we have the the small towns. You know that rural, as you say. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting county to work in, to say the least. You can get everything from the usual shots fired to domestic to you know a drunk walking down the street to a deer. You know, you got to go catch a deer that got loose or <laughs> somebody's goat got out of their yard. So it, the calls. Uh, very interesting in the uh, range from, you know, one end to the other. Right. <laughs> and then I, I laugh about the loose stock uh, comment there because we get those too in the midst of some of those other things as well. What, no, I uh, got some good pictures of that. <laughs> what, um, how many sworn officers do you have in your department? Uh, let me see. We're probably around between three and 400, low fours. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm on the West Coast, obviously, uh, but I imagine that you are also running the the county jails, and that is, or, do, or do you have an emphasis on municipal jails on the East Coast? For us, our sheriff's department, we don't control the jail, the jail in our county. We control the Superior Courthouse, mm-hmm. um, county roads, county parks, and uh, yeah, we don't have a jail at this time, even though we wish we did because we'd probably get paid a little more. So uh, I'm going to ask a dumb question because, you know, in mm-hmm. California, county sheriffs are the ones in charge of the jails. Um, and you have larger agencies like LAPD might have a municipal jail, but anyone who gets sentenced to anything, they go to a county jail. Um, who runs the jail in that area? Um, that mean that there's you... actually a, a county correctional. Oh, really? Center. Yeah. So we have county corrections. Um, then we have the county sheriff. And then we have the municipalities. Oh, I see. Okay, I got you. That makes a little more sense then. So um, you've spent most of your time on patrol, I imagine, like like most of us do in our first decade, or when where I have still, you done? Coming out the academy, I was still in my uh, my party mode, you know, coming from the radio station. So I, I stayed in the courthouse Monday through Friday, weeks and holidays off. You know, I did that whole for that whole thing for about three years until it just got old. And then I've been Dude, patrol did- since. I've been patrol six years now. I was a bailiff for three months and I wanted to kill myself. I don't know how you did it for that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a lot of guys that they they can't stand it. And now, um, you know, with all respect to everyone that's working there, when we not now as a sergeant, but as an officer sometimes, if they were short staffed, we would have to go work it. Mm-hmm. And going from patrol back there it was a little tough. Definitely. Yeah. You, know, I, you have a di- you definitely have a different mindset. In our age, when I started, now it's a sought-after position because we have our we have deputies who are getting older, and so we actually have a backlog of people who want to go to courts. But when I started, we had a policy that after you did uh, after you hit your two-year mark, you were eligible to be forced into a position in courts. 
And, yeah. you know, this is now 10, 11 years ago. Nobody wanted to go. It was all young guys who were running and gunning and wanted to go out and uh, catch bad guys. The last thing they wanted to do was go sit in a courthouse and listen yeah. to someone else's story about how they went out running and gunning and catching the bad guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got, yeah, I got bust into that position. Luckily, I got promoted out of it to a specialty spot. But um, uh, it's, you know, but as I get older, too, now I see the, <laughs> the benefit maybe of that, you know, like you say, nights, weekends off, the kids and holidays yeah. and no surprises. That's what, that's what I told my wife. I'm like, maybe when uh, the kids are older and, you know, I'm getting a little closer to retirement, I'm like, maybe I'll put back in for that uh, Monday through Friday gig, you know. So we'll see. So when you got promoted, um, was there any pushback or has there been any pushback from your agency in terms of the page? Uh, you know, we had um, KP from Fit Cops on the show a while ago, and she's uh, she seems to have a lot of uh, uh, antagonists, uh, both within her department and in police in general, about her page. But, you know, we're, we're careful with we have to be careful on social media. Uh, with what we say and what we do and how we present ourselves. But was there any issues with you and your department? No, so far I've been lucky. I've had not one issue at my department with the page. Um, In the beginning, the first few years, nobody even knew that I was the one behind the page except for my close group of friends from work. You know, it wasn't until I, I think it took me two years before I actually put a picture of myself up. Yeah. And people were like, you know, holy shit, you're, you're doing that page. And I was like, yeah, you know, but since then I've had no kickback. Um, yeah, Fit Cops, I love the page. Uh, good friends with DC. They just have a different, um, they go about things a little differently that might not sit well with everyone else. So I'm thinking, you know, if I did, if I had a page more like that, I might get a little more slack from my department. But so far, keeping it how it is has been uh, has been good. You know, I've had no issues, no screenshots taken yet and reported about me. So I'll, I'll try to keep it like that. You haven't been pulled in by a lieutenant to talk about your most recent post. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've even had my lieutenant put one of our small rookies on his back and do a squat once for a picture. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, about, what about your, uh, you know, now, now that you're a supervisor, so things change a little bit. And, uh, you know, like. For me, I don't talk about this podcast at work. Like it just—it is not a. It's it. People, some people know about it because they're friends, or you know they heard about it, or like you say, the close group of friends. But in general, most people have no idea in my own department that I do this. Yeah, and it's always a surprise to them when uh, when they find out. What? Um, but you know, part of that was too is because I don't want to as come across as a supervisor, as a sergeant, uh, mm. look like I'm a guy who's out there trying to you know throw some influence around. Has there been any? Uh, any concern or any issues with that with the people that work for uh, I don't like to say work for you but work with you on your squad no I can't say there's any concern yet um and I'm kind of in your boat where I don't talk about it too often um with my squad let's say somebody would be like you know they eat something crappy be like oh don't put this on your page type stuff (laughs) you know when I was selling stuff uh People would just yell out, you know, where's my T-shirt or where's my water bottle? That's basically the the most I get from my department and, and people. And with my squad, all the guys are good. Um, uh, you know, same thing. Just they sometimes they're like, oh, you're going to put me up on your page if I take a picture? And I'm like, I don't like to post people from my department too much, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've been good keeping it that way. 
you mentioned that you you know you said a couple times you used to make stuff for the water bottles and t-shirts have you stopped doing that yeah for the most part i mean eventually i'm gonna get back into it slowly but it was it was a lot of work and um it was time consuming and now with everything going on around my house personally i just i couldn't keep up with it my my system of doing it was terrible mm-hmm. like it was slow it was you know very tedious and i didn't get into this to tell you the truth to make any money you know i i don't care about making money with it i just want to do good things with it so that's why i stopped doing it i'm taking a step back and eventually when we uh go in the direction we want to go and we'll get stuff made but it's all going to be you know towards a fundraiser or some type of event we're doing it's not going to be to sell to people online to profit Mm -hmm. so So, um i want to get into some of the things that you use yourself now um sounds like you've you've always had an emphasis on your own physical fitness and that transition transitioned well into you you know into law enforcement for you but what what is your day-to-day uh, or maybe not day-to-day but your your workout routine look like in a week because you've got a job you got shift work you got a wife and kid um one kid or two uh one with one on the way well congratulations um that just that's going to make it infinitely that much harder trust me i know yeah. so, so but what does it look like for you and how have you been able to be successful at it it it's tiring i'm not going to lie because if I don't go to the gym or if I'm not exercising, I do start to feel a little off, you know? So I worked it out now instead of, cause I work 12 hour days, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And going after work was tough because I'm either tired or I would go there. By the time I'm done with the gym, I'll get to see my daughter for five, 10 minutes and then we got to put her down, mm-hmm. you know? So I started just waking up early and I go to the gym before work um, you know, I wake up at 4.10, get to the gym by 5, work out from 5 to 6, and then just right from the gym, head to work and get my workout in. You know, and I'll, I'll do that maybe four or five times a week. Do you stay Do you stay consistent on getting up at 4.10, even on your days off? No. On my days off, I'll get up around 5.30 because I'll just try to go early before my wife wakes up to leave the work. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'll go around 5.30, get it in, come back, and then she's waking up to go to work, and then I'm taking care of the baby when she wakes up. And what? Mm-hmm. A, and then how about um, the, the, your, your nutrition part of that? That's obviously you've got two parts of police fitness and nutrition, and nutrition's a big part of it. How do you do your, your nutrition? It, my nutrition changed, actually, as of February. I used to I, – I hate counting calories. But I used to count calories, um, you know, the whole if it fits your macros thing. And I did a post maybe two weeks ago about it, which caused a lot of uh, a lot of talk, you know, a lot of back and forth between people. Because that's a sensitive subject with people who count their calories and don't want to count them. And my whole thing was I, I hate counting calories and I'm a fitness enthusiast and I hate counting them. So imagine someone who isn't as passionate about fitness as I am, you know, nobody, I can't say nobody, but most people don't want to count the calories. They just want to be able to eat, be healthy and not, you know, gain too much weight. Right. So, um, now I just, 
I eat a lot less carbs than I used to because, you know, I have an Italian wife. She wants to make pasta every single day. And she, yeah, she's, she's worked with me though. She, uh, she'll stick to once a week now, you know, and if she ran out of ideas for that week, she'll be like, do you mind if I make pasta again? I'm like, no, no, we're good. Go ahead. You know? And then if I'm going to have pasta that day for dinner, I'll just basically have next to no carbs during the day, mm-hmm. you know, and for breakfast and it balances itself out. And it has worked extremely well for me to where I'm actually feeling comfortable um, telling people, you know, give it a shot because it made it so much easier. Now, I don't count anything. I don't worry about that. And I'm still losing weight. And it's been it's been great. So in re- if you're re- replacing the macro counting, because I hate that too, man. Oh, I've tried uh, it's it all. terrible. And I've, I've gone so far as to even try calorie counting, but calorie timing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh. Um, so anyway, what is it, what you're, what, what are you eating now? Are you basically on like a paleo or a ketogenic diet or basically just a, like a low to no carb and everything else is fair game? Yeah, I do low carb, high fat. Um, I'm not keto because I, my carbs aren't that low. I still, uh, I still get my carbs. I try to keep them under 125 to 100 grams a day. And that's just based off of me knowing what I'm eating. I don't like inputting it anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. when I first started this, I would put it into my fitness pal just to get an idea on what I'm working with. Yeah. You know, and now it's basically the same thing. Excuse me. So, yeah, it's been, it's been working. So I went but, to. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm good. What's up? So, um, yeah, I went. I was. I've talked about this in other episodes. I was at a like a health conference at the beginning of the year for cops and numerous doctors got up on stage and said, we, you cops especially must be on a high fat, low carb to no carb diet. Uh, you mentioned you've lost weight, but um, you're sure you're still losing weight. Is that your goal though? Or are you trying or, uh, and also what are some of the benefits you've felt in terms of your, your energy or, you know, your physical composition? Yeah. My goal in the beginning was to lose a little bit of weight, not too much because I've always kept myself around the weight I wanted to be, but I was feeling bloated. My my skin was breaking out and my energy was terrible. Like I would, you know, I'll say this now because it's not anymore, but I'll be at work sometimes. And next thing you know, it's like, you know, when you snap out of like, oh shit, I think I just fell asleep for a second. Yeah. And that never used to happen to me. And I was like, what's going on here? And I just... I was like, I got to change up maybe my diet or something like that. And I started reading a lot about, I started reading on keto mm-hmm. and that's what got me really into it. I started listening to some podcasts and, um, I gave it a shot. You know, I was like, I'll never be keto because I'm not that low with my carbs. Cause you got an Italian but, wife, right? Yeah. But the whole idea of it, I, I fell in love with. Yeah. And then I started reading into the science behind, you know, uh, excess sugar intake and, uh, refined carbs and all that. And I started learning a lot more than I ever did. And um, I actually heard your podcast with uh, the chief from Reno, the yeah. ex-chief. Yeah, retired chief, yeah. Who meant that program, and that was, uh, that was a great listen because then I started reading about that and looking into Rob Wolf, and uh, it was very uh, educational stuff. Good. What are some of the books you'd recommend for people, do you, uh, point them to if they want to learn about this stuff? Oh, man. The first one I read that helped me nutrition-wise was, uh, what's it called? Fitness Confidential from Vinny Tortorich. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a, he's a trainer out your way. Um, at least he used to be. But now he, just, he has a podcast. He wrote that book. 
um, that got me started in the direction, started leading me towards more stuff. Um, He's got a, his book, podcast I'm, is very good too. Yeah, which one? His podcast, Vinny's podcast, is really good too. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, that and right now I'm reading the case against sugar. Oh yeah, which is, uh, I think Jason Fung wrote that one. So those are the two uh, I recommend. Uh, yeah, um, the case against sugar is on my. It's actually somewhere in within ear sh- or uh, eyeshot of me right here. It's on my next to, to read list myself. Yeah, I just finished Grain Brain. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that, that one's crazy and scary how much those high sugar diets affect us mentally and physically yeah i'm gonna have to check that one out i heard that uh you were reading that on your podcast so i you know i I skipped over some of the important stuff too but going back to your workout you mentioned you know how many times a week are you getting up at that 4 10 or 5 30 wake up for a for a workout five times a week for the most part you know if i'm really in bad shape from work the previous day Mm -hmm. and i'm off the next day I'll try to go around eight eight thirty if my wife is 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 off from work as well. Okay, so five times a week. Do you follow a specific program? Do you have a coach? What kind of workout do you do? Um, tell us a little bit about that. My current routine is uh, a push pull legs routine. Um, it's my favorite workout routine that I do because I just see the most benefits from it. Um, but I don't stick to it strictly. If if I'm waking up and I'm just feeling a certain kind of way, I'll change it up. You know, instead of doing my my push, I'll just sit there and do arms that day, or I'll do legs that day. I'll just get on the the bike and you know pedal for a half hour to 45 minutes. So I don't strict. I don't stick to a certain workout religiously. But my main focus is a push pull right now. And is that something you've just developed? that works for you over the course of time or is that something a coach prepared for you or how did you come about that this particular routine and uh the whole concept behind it was i was working with a coach um rj rj perkins he's an he's an ifbb pro he does online coaching and everything like that and i reached out to him maybe in 2012 we worked together for about a year right before uh my wedding I was like, you know, I want to look good for my wedding, the pictures and all that. And he he taught me a lot. And uh, he really got my, you know, fitness passion going even more than it was with uh, the stuff I learned through him. So, you know, the theme of the show, you listen to our show, uh, a common theme is that everybody needs a coach, right? Mm-hmm. And that we all need to, we, we have our circle of people around us, but coaches need coaches and uh, the importance of a coach, I think, is often missed on people. What I think is interesting is that you had a coach, but you're now transitioning to to being uh, a coach for other people, and may no. not necessarily in that same day to day. Here's your plan, but you know your page is out there doing essentially the same thing and having that same motivating factor on people. Is, is have you recognized that transition? I have, and I had people ask me if I could write them a program and, you know, write them a meal plan. And that's just something I haven't felt comfortable. I will recommend workout routines to people. Nutrition wise, I won't. I'll just, you know, tell them stuff to stay away from stuff to try. Workout workout wise, I will give them a specific program saying, you know, try this, but I'll give them the the basic architecture of it and be like, you can switch this 
workout or this exercise if you want just make sure it's a pull movement you know mm-hmm. um a back movement a, a bicep movement you know but you can switch it to something you like more something that's going to work for you and then you know supplementation is a big people ask about that all the time or have questions about it i have questions about it all the time what is your current or what do you do for supplementation what kinds of things do you take and and um yeah that's i'm curious what you do yeah i mean once upon a time i took everything from creatine to fat burners i've tried it all um but recently i've been more worried about you know living healthier than walking around with all this muscle so right now all i'm taking i take the joint supplement from first form that's great if like you're starting to get aches and pains i just you know take one of those i'm good to go um i take a multivitamin a vitamin d and a magnesium and that's it right now what time and i have a protein shake here and there as well yeah, you mentioned on the page quite often you try to get your protein from whole food sources, but I mean, you, are you doing a, a shake a day or is it really just a in between a couple times a week? A couple times a week, yeah. It used to be basically once a day, but now it's whenever I can't, you know, get that meal I want to get in. Mm-hmm. I always have my uh, my protein in my bag at work, and I of course always have some home. So if I can't get the meal and I want to get in, I make me a quick shake, throw some water in it, and I'm good to go. So that's a question I had too. Is one of my, you know, the challenges. Do you, if you're doing all your protein from whole food sources, you're either spending a lot of money at restaurants, or either eating not very good protein in, in the form of fast food, or you're meal prepping and, and planning and bringing your food in. How do you navigate the eating on duty thing? Eating on duty, for the most part, I prep my stuff. You know, I'm I'm good for the week because with my schedule, one week we have it's a, it's our long week. I'm working five days, you know, 12 hour days. It's rough. But then the following week, I only have to work two days a week, you know, counter counteracts it. So the prepping isn't as bad, but I'll prep. Uh, if I have to work and I don't have my meals prepped, then I have certain locations because, you know, I work countywide. So in every single town, I know the spot that I'm going to go to if I don't have my meal, you know, it's already set. And I try to stick to, you know, the basics, salad, uh, some chicken and fresh moths. If there's a chipotle around, I want to get me a, a double steak, you know? So mm-hmm. you just have to know the spots to go to and know what you're getting. Cause you go to some random spot and you're going to get what you think is healthy, but it's probably loaded with so much crap that you're doing nothing for yourself. Yeah. That's been, you know? that's the biggest challenge I think for most everyone is, and if you're working five, 12 hour days in a row, that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for much of anything. Um, no. And that's. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, the key is if you um, eat real foods, you know, eat your real proteins, and if you eat a little more fat than you're used to, you're basically staying full or longer, and you're not sitting there trying to snack on everything, and you're not hungry all the time. Then if you're eating, you know, all this bread or eating all this candy, an hour, two hours later, you're hungry again. And it just, it's just the cycle goes on and on, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so like how does your department work with you do you rotate it are you looking at a night shift anytime soon in terms of rotating the nights no no they're they're pretty good with um unless you want to go you're not going they have the power to just say 
you know, sorry, you know, seniority's coming up, you're going down mm-hmm. type of stuff. But I have a good relationship with the upper management that uh, they're working with me, you know. Mm-hmm. They won't put me on nights um, and cause any type of family issue at home, child care, all that stuff, you know. So they've helped me out. Even when I first got promoted, instead of sending me back to the courthouse or to sending me to nights where it wouldn't have really helped me out, even though I had no say because I just got promoted, they left me on my squad. So, you know, that was a tough transition going from, you know, an officer with all these guys to now being a supervisor. You know, I'm still working on that you know, that difference to this day and trying to find a good balance. Well, I think, I think you were going to be, has, having gone through a very similar experience, you're going to be working on it for a long time because it's not something you can just naturally transition to. And nobody's out there, nobody tells you how to do this thing, right? I mean, there's no handbook that you get uh, handed on your promotion day that says, here's how to do everything perfectly. (laughs) And apparently there's some kind of a supervisor school that all these guys go to, but I haven't went yet. My captain asked me uh, last week, he's like, did you ever go to supervisor school? I'm like, no, I never even heard of it. He's <laughs> like, we got to get you in there. I'm like, yeah, a year later. Yeah, you well, know? yeah, out here in California, I think you have a year from when you're promoted to actually to go through supervisor school. But uh, if, you're, if, it's, if it's anything in New Jersey like it is in California, um, it sounds great. It's basically watching a lot of Band of Brothers uh, mm-hmm. and When We Were Heroes and um, little snippets <laughs> of that. And kind of doing these group exercises, but there's there's no there were no aha moments in supervisor school for me either on how to how to manage this transition from yeah. squad partner to squad leader, you know. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's just learning on the job. It is just learning on the job, and uh, and hopefully, you know, I mean, you know, you you've you've got it in you, man. That the the leadership it takes to go out and step out front uh, and create a page like that and put yourself out there to uh, the public so they can you know be inspired and 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 learn from you it's the same same things you need in a good supervisor i found right the ability to step out there the willingness to be vulnerable and to be honest uh and open yourself up to criticism i mean you do all those things when you you know when you blast your photo on instagram the whole world can see it Uh, so it takes it takes a lot of courage to do that and we've always been impressed with the message you put out there um, it is my favorite uh, of, of these fitness for cops uh, pages because of the positivity of it, right? Like you say, Thanks. it's very intentional that you don't have negativity on there. And I'm not a negative person, so I'm not drawn to that stuff anyway. And um, I enjoy seeing it when you post and seeing some of the stories you put out there. And it's I, I read your stuff and go, man, I wish I wish I <laughs> I wish I had the discipline to to be that consistent and that motivated to to, to do it because it's really great. Yeah, I think you're doing a great service for 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 cops. So, you know, I, I was curious if all of all those things that are happening and what's going on, do you have any? Do you have like a great story of someone who reached out to you, or 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 uh, maybe a, a direct message or an email you got from someone about how the the, the pages affected them? Yeah, there was this um, this one guy about a year ago. Um, I feel bad. He he reached out to me. He was in a a real bad depression. His weight was bothering him. He was always hurt. And um, my first thing to him was, listen, I'm not a doctor and I can't give you any type of medical advice. 
and I can't help you along those lines. I think you should really see somebody, you know, because I can't, you know, give this guy certain advice and then he goes around and he hurts himself or something. Right. And then it comes back on me, you know, so I just had to state that to him. I'm like, but let me give you a few, you know, exercises to do. Let me help you out with a little more things you should try eating. And it was going good. He was he was dropping some weight. His at least through his messages, it sounded like he was getting better. His his uh, personality was you know warming up. It wasn't as dark. But then just one day, and this is all uh, you know through Facebook. One day he just got off Facebook. You know he wasn't there anymore, and I haven't talked to him since. So he's the only one. I hope he's doing well. I mean um, he was making some good progress, mm-hmm. and he's the one that always comes to mind. Yeah. You must have a, a lot of those uh, people, though, too, who have reached out to you and, and thanked you for your efforts. And, and not just the cop who's already fit, who wants to be featured on your page, but the people who, who you know, throw you props every once in a while. That's got to feel good. Yeah. Right now I'm getting a lot more of the young kids that want to be cops. And they're asking for advice on, you know, how to put on size, how to get ready for the academy. Mm-hmm. Um how to go about being a cop. Like I've been getting a lot more of that um, as of late with the page, which is pretty cool because you're trying to help these kids out that want to be in the profession we work in and show them that, you know, it's a good profession. It's not what the media is portraying it as. It's Mm -hmm. a great profession. Um, Everyone wants to work together and, you know, we want to help you get on the job and come join us. We need it. You know, it's interesting. I've been getting this. I've, I've seen an uptick too of people asking the same questions. Uh, younger guys who are uh, interested in the job, and they start. You know, they're asking asking those questions. In fact, I was a guest on a different podcast, a new podcast out called Go Law Enforcement, which is a podcast solely devoted to people who are interested in uh, law enforcement and nice. what it takes to either get into the academy or and then the different jobs within law enforcement. So, my I was on the show. Uh, kind of talking about the mental and physical preparation for the academy and what they should be doing and how I failed miserably at it when I went through it, right? <laughs> because I, how I was, how, don't do it the way I did it. Here's what you should be doing kind of, kind of thing. So it's interesting that there's a, there's a whole, like, there's this social media movement now, it seems, for the recruit or the cadet mm-hmm. or the trainee, right? And uh, people specializing in that sort of stuff. Now, as police fitness in general was, two, three years ago. So it's interesting where that'll go. So where, yeah. what's your goal for the page at this point? Um, world domination, or what are you going to do with it? World domination. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's just take over the world. Okay. Sorry for my language. But uh, no, actually, we're working on a, a few things. Um, one of the, the reps for the page, Kyle Mobley, he's working on a video series that is going to be directed towards kids and guys, women going into the academy, you know, how to train, how to get ready for it, what to expect. So he's working on that with a bunch of different people. And um, I'm working on, we're going to start doing a lot more events, um, fundraisers, you know, family days, tug of war, softball tournaments. We're working along those lines now. And that's what we have been focusing on, getting that area going you know, so it will help us get the message out, but it's also bringing people together at the same time. So we think it's going to be good once it actually takes off. 
Awesome. So, all right, for people who haven't at this point uh, picked up their phone to figure out your Instagram, if they don't already know about you, how do they find out about you uh, and your Facebook and website and all that sort of stuff? Instagram, they could just find us at Police Fitness Nutrition. And on Facebook, the same thing. Just search Police Fitness Nutrition and we'll pop up. And, of course, we'll post those into the show notes for anyone who wants to listen or wants to go to our website. If you can't write it down at the moment or can't remember it, you can go to the squadroom.net, look for Wilson's episode, and you'll see the links for his website and, or his pages there. Wilson, thanks for being on the show, man. It was fun to finally catch you in, quote-unquote, in person and, uh, and have a conversation. I've always enjoyed our interactions uh, in the backgrounds of, of Instagram and email and whatnot, but nice to put a, 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 a voice to all of the conversation as well. And I love what you're doing, man. Um, keep at it because I get inspiration from it. And I'll be honest, there are days where, you know, production or you know work or something like that can be kind of a drag and i I check your posts i see something in your posts that pushes me forward so i am as much a recipient of your work as i am a fan of it um so just keep at it man keep at it thank you thank you guys i truly appreciate it and uh thank you for having me on it was uh great to you know finally come on and see you face to face and not just do the pictures and stuff so it, it was a entertaining and interesting uh experience all right i'm glad it was man <laughs> we'll talk soon talk soon bro. Bye. all right thanks for listening to the squad room uh, i hope you enjoyed that conversation with wilson from police fitness nutrition if you like what you heard today if you got something out of this conversation please consider leaving a review on itunes i read each of them and it really helps spread the word for the show if you heard something today you know a friend or a loved one needs to hear please tell them about the show you can go to the squadroom.net and email this episode directly to someone. You can also keep up to date. You can text the squadroom to 44222 to get signed up for our mailing list directly from your phone. And of course, my Instagram and Twitter fa- uh, pages at the squadroom. Uh, and also, we're on Facebook. Our job is tough, so if you have any questions, comments, you want to reach out, start a conversation, please shoot me an email, Garrett at the squadroom.net. That's Garrett with two R's, two T's. Lastly, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. With over 180,000 titles in their inventory, Audible has hundreds of audiobooks that apply to us. It's, uh, if it's a slow shift or a long commute, audiobooks are a great way to continue your education after you've listened to every episode of The Squadron, of course. Now, to get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook of your choice, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Squadron to sign up. My uh, recommendation for this week, a book I just finished uh, that is excellent, uh, called uh, Ghetto Side. Uh, all one word, Ghetto Side. Uh, it's about the LAPD homicide unit in South Central Los Angeles in the early 2000s or mid 2000s. And it's a, it's a crazy, interesting story about a homicide detective who ends up investigating the homicide of another homicide detective's son. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Um, it's, uh, and it, it'll, turn your head if you pay attention uh, to some of the concepts we in law enforcement typically uh, take for granted. So that's my recommendation, ghetto side. All right, until next time, take care of each other and stay safe.